gentlemen seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's john hogue the other guy on the other podcast and if i can believe the indication on the control panel here hi diana how's it going in uh, wonderful georgia uh, you know, um, fall has arrived and it is glorious. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit cooler down there. Is that what you're oh. trying to tell us? Oh my gosh. Okay. We, you know, that since May, essentially, it's been huge, horrible humidity and high temperatures, and it's just been very oppressive. I have felt like I have been baking in a Dutch oven in a very, it, it's just been awful. I have been brazing. It's been horrible. And now, oh, <laughs> we have cool mornings and beautiful afternoons. And I can sit out on the porch with my husband and we can read and, and enjoy the evening. It's wonderful. And not be, and not be consumed by... Um, Mosquitoes, uh, gnats, yes. and every other critter that you can find. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. It's for, yeah, okay. When I, when I uh, headed off on my uh, alleged vacation, which was actually <laughs> spent uh, in t the Tennessee part of it, closing out an elderly relative's uh, household and packing stuff and taking it to Texas uh, mm -hmm. to uh, hit my niece. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I was sitting there loading trucks and cleaning uh, rooms and that sort of stuff and realizing mm -hmm. that I'm doing this for an elderly person who's three years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well. Uh, but, but, it, but, but, but no, we have, we have, we have, we were in uh, the, on the Highland Rim uh, outside of Nashville, uh, which is, you know, maybe 11 or 1200 foot elevation. There was frost in the mornings uh, there. And then, it was 95 degrees when we got to San Antonio. Cool. You know, but uh, driving back this last weekend, uh, it, in, in Tennessee, it was interesting. In Tennessee, it was fall already again, and you mm. wonderful trees. Driving up through Virginia and here in Maryland, it was, it was the, the, the fall hadn't happened yet, which was interesting farther north. The other thing was driving up 81. It was the worst traffic I've ever seen on 81 in my life. And bad huh. lane discipline and everything else. And I'm going, how is this happening? I've never seen anything this bad before. And then the full moon came up. Ah, <laughs> that explains everything. So, yeah, it's been three weeks uh, since our uh, since last we uh, gathered for the other podcast. And um, and uh, so so uh, you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at 
uh, hogwash.com. Meanwhile, Stacy has been known to blog at theothermccain.com and at other fine spots around the interwebs. Check it out. Uh, Stacy, it's been three weeks. Do your football thing so you get it out of your system. Oh, my God. Right now, right now, <laughs> Alabama is playing Tennessee at Knoxville. And uh, uh, we trailed uh, 28 to 20 at halftime. It's 49 to uh, 42 now. Yeah, yeah. What happened was is that Tennessee fumbled, and we returned the uh, fumble for a touchdown to take a 49-42 lead. So we have uh, scored 14 points uh, unanswered here. And and hopefully this is only the second time we've led in the game, the first time we led by one point. And uh, so – so hopefully number three Alabama can hold off this threat from number six previously undefeated Tennessee. But we'll uh, there's seven forty nine left to play in the game, so we'll see what how that one works well, out. The other really Me- important game in the SEC number, <laughs> one, number one Georgia is probably not going to have to worry about slipping after. Uh, beating Vanderbilt 55 to nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> oh, no. Look, Vanderbilt's the only private school with the guts to play SEC ball. So, you know, the fact that we yeah. even get on the field with the other SEC teams is is a bigger deal than most people can imagine. Meanwhile, um, mm-hmm. uh, TCU and Oklahoma State, T, uh, Oklahoma State ranked Eighth and T- Texas Christian University ranked thirteenth. Uh, they're tied at the end of regulation, uh, thirty all, and so they'll oh. go to um, they'll go to overtime uh, there in Texas. Um, number twenty five, James Madison is trailing Georgia Southern thirty four to mm-hmm. twenty four. Uh, as John mentioned. Uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs just stomped the crap out of the Commodores. Um, the commode oars, as we have sometimes called them. No, um, no. <laughs> anyways. Uh, hey, they, they outrank the former uh, Washington Redskins. They're only commanders. Well, anyways, the, the Big Ten in the Big Ten number five Michigan uh, remained undefeated, seven and zero now, forty-one to seventeen over tenth-ranked Penn State, their first loss of the season. Um, undefeated, Ole Miss, uh, ranked number nine, uh, beat the Auburn Tigers, uh, forty-eight to thirty-four. We all hate <laughs> Auburn here around these parts. Um, okay. Number. Number 18, Syracuse, upset number 15, um, uh, North Carolina State. Uh, Kansas, ranked 19th, lost to Oklahoma, 52-42. to Number 22, ranked uh, Texas, uh, held off Iowa State, 24-21. to And the 24th, ranked uh, Illinois, what did they? What do they call the Red Man? Illini. 
the Illini. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, they beat Minnesota 26-14. to 14, And that brings you up to date on all today's top 25 scores. So I'm going to segue straight into science because some people actually study that in school, right? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, this wasn't on the, uh, the, the script, but I'm going to brag about something. I have a post over at Hogwash, I think from yesterday, about a gamma ray burst. It has a very interesting picture that was made by uh, an Italian instrument that's on a satellite that I worked on called SWIFT. And mm. the detector that found the interesting thing to find was what call, called a burst alert telescope. And that's something that I had a small part of as my first project with NASA. So going over to mm. Hogwash and scroll down to the gamma ray burst post. Meanwhile, okay. Science has actually apparently had an effect on the Biden administration. Uh, I had a story breaking Biden administration to obey a law. Um, <laughs> they spent a significant amount of effort and political capital promoting the agenda of the transsexual lobby. Uh, but it's requiring obedience to the Selective Service Act. Uh, mm -hmm. except for members of the armed forces on active duty and a few other minor exceptions like uh, uh, the cadets at military academies. Uh, all biological males between the age of 18 and 25 must register with the Selective Service System, even National Guard people who are not on active duty. Uh, and that's a, they're actually sticking to that requirement at the Biden administration. So you're saying Corporal hey. Klinger is not going to get his Section 8. <laughs> well, nope. he, wasn't, he wasn't available for comment. Mm. So Sadly. We'll, 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 we'll just see about that. But um, meanwhile, one of the things that people don't study very well this, these days, it seems, Stacy, is history. Yes, uh, uh, this past week we celebrated Columbus Day, uh, whereas uh, the Biden administration uh, celebrated um, Indigenous Peoples Day on Monday. Anyways. Um, um, and some of the tribes who helped the Spaniards depose the Aztecs were unavailable for comment. Right. Anyways, meanwhile, uh, at the they other McCain dot. At the other McCain.com, the featured uh, post is Columbus and the Meaning of America. Um, and uh, sometime during the mob madness of 2020, I lost count of how many statues had been vandalized, but at least three statues of Christopher Columbus were mm -hmm. among the targets of the social justice hooligans. Yeah. And uh, uh, this destructive uh, impulse is not a coincidence because the greatest achievements of the left have historically been genocidal in nature, whether we are speaking of Stalin in Russia, Mao in China, Pol Pot in Cambodia, or Mengistu in Ethiopia, by the way, of the, the, the great mass murderers in, in uh, uh, 20th century history, Mengistu mm. uh, seldom gets mentioned, uh, but he, he de definitely he did, he did it more with starvation than anything. Yeah, 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 it was a, a well, a, a so did so did Stalin, so did Pol Pot, so did, so did Mao. My god, 
Yeah. yeah but, I, but I would, okay, you know, yes, you, you have what happened with, with the Ukrainians in the 30s, with, but also... The Great Leap Forward. Yes. Um, we don't even know how many people died with their mouths green trying to eat grass. Yeah. Right, right. Well, anyways... Sorry. I'll stop. Uh, so, so I recommend the books uh, by uh, Samuel Elliott Morrison, mm -hmm. um, Admiral of the Ocean Sea, A Life of Christopher Columbus. You see, mm -hmm. uh, excellent piece. When the the point of the anti-American, which is all uh, this radical leftism, what is it about America they hate so much? And I would argue that it is liberty per se. Mm -hmm. What America means, and this is this gets lost, uh, but when we uh, speak of uh, American exceptionalism, what do we mean exactly? Well, it has to do with liberty. And, well, okay. Uh, Kirby it's just self-governing people um, who <laughs> yeah, actually govern go, yeah, themselves. Yeah, go ahead and talk. Apparently, Alabama just did something. Okay. <laughs> my um, brother my came feeling in. Oh, my feeling has been for years um, is um, I started thinking this when I was living in the Bay Area, that the difference between liberty and libertinage um, is people, you know, people want to be free to let their freak flag fly. And there's a level at which I wish that you could have a stable society and let people let their freak flag fly, but that doesn't really work. But a self-governing polity is what the uh, is what the founders gave us, and that's liberty. Um, that's governing yourself in all ways, not just legislatively, but uh, governing the world, the your your community. And making it a good, safe place for you to live, for your children to grow up if you have children, um, for your elderly to uh, be who they, to be elderly. And, and this is the thing that the left hates. They want us all to be cogs in the machine until they can destroy, until they dispose of us. That's what they want. They don't care about liberty. Well, and here's the thing. Yes and no. They care about liberty for themselves. They don't <laughs> care about liberty for you because if they allow you liberty, they lose control over you. Well, yeah. Look at their and, look at their emphasis on privilege. Well, private the, law. but I mean, look at the way, for example, uh, statues are dealt with. There's a wonderful yep. uh, Soviet era joke about the. Uh, the collective farm that actually accidentally made a profit and had to figure out what how to dispose of it. And they were arguing whether to have build a footbridge <laughs> over the creek so that the children didn't have to wait across the creek to go to school or to build a statue of Stalin. And a statue of and, Stalin, much safer. <laughs> well, actually, it was split down the middle about the way to vote. And so they went to this well-known essentially Kulak grandfather figure, but who mm -hmm. was respected for his wisdom and asked him mm -hmm. to, to, to cast the deciding vote. And he said, statue. And everybody was surprised. And they said, why? He said, we can let the pigeon speak for ourselves. <laughs> and um, that's the difference between how the, a free man, that's the difference between how a free man and a control freak 
deals with the situation. Like um, what we have lost um, in America, uh, I, I would suggest, is what we used to call the pioneer spirit of mm -hmm. independent self-sufficiency right? Mm -hmm. uh, this was what led to the American Revolution. Uh, and uh, John Adams in 1798 wrote to the uh, Massachusetts militia uh, a letter in which he said, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is mm -hmm. wholly inadequate to the government of any other. That is to say that the Constitution, okay, presumed uh, the self-sufficiency of the citizen, okay? This, mm -hmm. you know, our form of government is, uh, and we have lost this. We've lost this over the mm -hmm. past 90 years going back to the New Deal. We have lost this idea that it's, you know, you must be able to provide for yourself and your family or else you're not doing your part as a citizen. Well, but then again, you look and see about the control freak nature of things. Look, oh, what, yeah. we have, what we have is a point of view that really spins out of the late 19th century, the beginning of uh, mass industrialization, and producing people who are cogs in the mass industrial machine. And that ain't the way uh, things work no more. Folks, uh, I haven't been a part of a cog in a machine having to go to work every day, oh, for the last few years because of the IT revolution that's allowed me to work from home. Uh, and that loss of control uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it is, is frightening people who got into the business of government so that they can control other people. And mm -hmm. thank goodness I have been gerrymandered out of his district. But <laughs> Jamie Raskett, you got him at the, uh, at the top of a post. Right uh, at the right top of the blog right now at theothermccain.com. Oh, and, yeah. And I am so happy to be done with him come uh, next session. He'll be reelected, but he won't be my Congress critter anymore. I've been gerrymandered into, well, it's equal. A not quite equally bad representative who get reelected, but at least it's not Raskin. He don't get me started. Just, I understand. Yeah, I I, I featured uh, Representative Jamie Raskin uh, on a blog <laughs> that's currently at the top of the post called the J Six Committee Ooh, uh, yeah. Tantrum. Um. Which is, by the way, the J6 Committee, the formal name of it is the United States House Select Committee to Investigate the January 6th Attack on the United States Capitol. Um, Some attack. And on Thursday, uh, they concluded this, uh, uh, the current session, because you understand that Congress is now adjourned until after the election, right? <laughs> and so as their final act, or at least uh, for now, uh, what they did was uh, they decided to issue, uh, they voted to subpoena Trump. Now, someone <laughs> pointed this out, although they have voted to subpoena Trump, no such subpoena has actually been issued yet. They just <laughs> voted to authorize the chairman of the committee, that's Benny Thompson, uh, to issue such a subpoena. And if you just figure out uh, 
Well, uh, all Trump needs to do is stall into January and that fucking committee is going to be gone. Okay, we're going to, as someone pointed out in the comments, there's going to be a committee to investigate the committee. Okay, how meta? (laughs) Because oh, oh, absolutely. Because the 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 the, um, committee is not properly constituted. There is no minority member, um, Mm -hmm. and and. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, shoved this thing through. Oh, there's going to be so much fun uh, in the next Congress. It's interesting you say there are no minority members in spite of the fact that there are two Republicans, but they're majority appointees. Right, right, right. Uh, Nancy Pelosi handpicked these two people whose names we won't repeat. But they they will not be members of Congress in the next uh, session. Right, Yay. right. They're 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 going to be retired. Yes. Um, anyway, so it just so happened that on Friday morning, um, I switched my home office TV to MSNBC. I watch MSNBC, so you don't have to. And I was watching Morning Joe, and dear God, oh dear God, they they opened the eight a.m. hour. Uh, with this January 6th committee, and they went on and on for 30 minutes, and they came back after 30 minutes, and they were on and on about Trump and the uh, Mar-a-Lago search and the New York investigation and everything. Trump, 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 Trump. It's all Trump all the time. Or as I've said, it's... it's, uh, to quote uh, or to paraphrase a uh, famous Democrat, uh, mm-hmm. they're they're uh, what what they're doing is January sixth now, January sixth tomorrow, January sixth forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I'm watching this Jamie mm-hmm. Raskin character be interviewed, uh, and and it. The phrase that that just jumped out uh, of the and caught my eye, I actually grabbed a pencil and wrote it down. The mobilizing of a domestic violent extremist movement. Okay, that's what he. This really? is what he's right, right, right. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. We the only bodies on the ground are four Trump supporters. Exactly, but but the facts don't matter. Anyway, oh, no. and, and I, it, the only it, firearm discharged uh, was uh, by a government agent. Yes, who, who to shot kill Mustard. Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt, exactly. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, he called it an attempted political coup, um, and a violent insurrection. And uh, I make two points. Okay, there, there are two basic points here. It says, first, is that the whole premise of the committee is that there was never any reason and is no reason uh, for anyone to doubt the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Well, you know, I vaguely remember our podcast as we were uh, on the air and all of a sudden the numbers froze. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they shut down the voting everywhere in several states <laughs> at the same time. Within because of minutes. a because of an overflowing toilet at a State Farm Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This all makes so much craziness. Sense. Craziness was going on that night, and mm-hmm. and so so 
the, as I pointed out, okay, 74 million Americans voted to reelect President Trump. And according to polls, 77% of Republican voters uh, believe that cheating affected the 2020 election. So you do the mm-hmm. math, 74 million uh, 77%. It's more than 50 million voters in this country mm-hmm. uh, because there's some Democrats and independents as well. But there are tens of millions of voters who believe the election was stolen, okay, or mm-hmm. may have been stolen, okay? They, they, or, or at least has something hinky about it. Shenanigans. Oh, very. Okay? Shenanigans. Uh, I called shenanigans that night, and I still stand by that. All right, then. Well, well, see, but you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to, oh, to say it, it looked a little bit funny going on there. Okay. But in the Biden administration, the difference between a conspiracy theory and <clears throat> the facts, that a documented facts is typically 10 days. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, 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 so the idea that there was no legitimate grievance, okay, uh, for for these protesters is 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 just baked into the pie at the J six committee. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing is, and they want to completely ignore this that throughout the summer of twenty twenty, we watched cities burn. The Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter slash Antifa riots uh, mm-hmm. in the summer of twenty twenty. You remember those fiery but mostly peaceful protests? <laughs> but so you know, here we have. <laughs> A you know, flaming building in the background. What, I, what, I, what I've been talking about is, you know, these people terrified about losing their uh, control over other folks. And, mm-hmm. you know, and look, they're the ones who did the overreach. They're the ones mm-hmm. who actually put Biden at the top of their ticket and got him elected. The, 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 Somehow. And, well, and then they have this guy out there saying <laughs> on Twitter, on Twitter, every or his single, handlers said this. Well, okay. who, you know, the intern who runs his Twitter account, uh, tweeted, uh, every single Democrat voted for the inflation reduction act. Every single Republican voted against it. And I, I oh, just, oh. I just, you know, I, 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 the title of my blog post about it was which side does he think this helps? But as far as I'm concerned, it's what a lawyer would, what a lawyer would call an admission against interest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, the thing is, is that is that what they did basically uh, was to grab a bunch of stuff that they couldn't get past as reconciliation. Uh, the uh, uh, in the omnibus bill, they just slapped together a bunch of stuff, including the Green New Deal. Uh, slapped it together and called it the Inflation Reduction Act, and no one, no one can 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 point out any damn thing in that bill that would reduce inflation. But we had his no. words of Biden. Oh no! Oh, yeah. oh, oh yes, yeah. By the way, by the way, folks, there are thirty-four seconds left in Knoxville. Uh, it's 49 to 49. Alabama just got a first down at the Tennessee 32. So we're technically in field goal range to win this thing, but it would be nice if we could get a little closer. So, so run the ball, run the ball, run the dang ball. 
Well, if we've got any timeouts left, and I don't know if we do, but it's it's a uh, uh, but we're going to get to run the damn ball at some point, I believe today. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, uh, Bama fans are hanging on tender hooks, passing complete. Damn it, passing oh. complete. Okay, it brings up Stacy. Do you need to concentrate on this? <laughs> do okay, you need to okay. concentrate? Okay, I tell you what, let me get back to that in just a minute. Somebody, John, you keep an eye on the game and I will talk about my post. Uh, Good. Uh, I, I used the headline, Demented Liar Joe Biden, borrowing the phrase from Ace of Spades, um, mm-hmm. who was uh, talking about the lying habits of our alleged president. Um, and... and Joe Biden has often invoked, and I'm, by the way, I'm reading here from mm-hmm. um, a post at PJ Media. Joe mm-hmm. Biden has often invoked his late son, Bo Biden. For example, after his botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, he evoked his late son in a shameless effort to avoid criticism of his actions. Um, but on Wednesday night, while giving a speech in Colorado, Biden claimed that Bo actually lost his life in Iraq. Well, in, in point of fact, he died of brain cancer. Okay, he had served mm-hmm. in uh, he had served in uh, Iraq, but he didn't Corps, die in Iraq. And and now Biden has claimed that it must have been the toxic burn pits that uh, uh, led to the brain cancer. But, you know, people die of brain, brain cancer all the time. But anyways, uh, speaking of brains. Uh, only uh, Never anyways, but um, every time uh, <laughs> Ace of Spades has made this uh, point um, uh, that – uh, Biden has repeatedly claimed that his um, wife was killed by a drunk driver, which mm-hmm. is false. It's not only false, false, it's slanderous. Joe Biden's wife ran a stop sign. She mm-hmm. ran in front of a semi-truck. The oh. driver was completely sober and she was at fault. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you pull out in front of a semi-truck Death You're going to be problem. missed. Yeah, but he has repeatedly uh, slandered mm-hmm. that uh, uh, poor man, Curtis Dunn, who, by the way, is dead now, but uh, yeah. his children uh, keep his legacy alive. But I, I talk about Joe's personality and how he keeps using this phrase, I give you my word as a Biden, <sighs> okay, as if... His very name was synonymous with honesty, which, of course, is 180 degrees opposite. First and 10 on the Tennessee 32 with 15 seconds left. It's fourth and 10. Oh, no, we missed a field goal. Shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, excuse my language, but uh, (laughs) a missed field goal, and it's now a tied game, and... And Tennessee has the ball back at their own 32-yard line now with 15 seconds left to play. We'll go to overtime. They're killing me. They're killing me, John. Well, not only that, Tennessee might win a game if it hits. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Stacey, on the other hand, we're reporting this, and – 
people actually read your blog and my blog and listen to this podcast. We had mm-hmm. a surprising number of listeners while we were off. I was checking the, uh, the downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if they really like what we're doing, it would be nice to have some support. Tell them about the other. Yeah. We have reached the shameless capitalism part of the uh, broadcast. Uh, podcast, I should say. I said broadcast uh, force of habit there. Well, it is a broadcast. It's just over the uh, interwebs. interwebs. Yes. Uh, yeah. You may be uh, the intertubes. Listening. Okay. Yes. It's a series of tubes. Uh, we have reached the por- portion of the podcast where I tell you about the yellow button. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, any form of uh, currency you might happen to have. Uh, we don't take rubles. We don't take rubles. No, I'm we sorry. We don't take current rubles. Uh, okay. We'll take gold imperial rubles. Okay, there you go again. Well, anyways, but if you will click the yellow button, go to my PayPal account, uh, you can contribute money to help support the blog, uh, to help support this podcast, uh, to keep me from going insane during this football game, <laughs> and also perhaps most importantly to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money and keeping my wife happy is job one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend, John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. I will remind folks of one of the basic rules of the internet, which is never to try to out crazy Stacey McCain, Mm -hmm. but you can also help support to what's going on. Oh no. uh, Oh no. I'm dying. They, yeah, it's first and 10 on the Alabama 23 with two seconds left. Oh, anyway, wow. uh, uh, you can support uh, Hogwash by clicking on that icon in the uh, sidebar on the right that uh, will take you to my PayPal account. You can uh, shop at the Hogwash store. You can uh, use the shopping links uh, to Amazon that you'll find both at Hogwash and uh, the other McCain. We both participate in the Amazon Affiliates Program, something good that Amazon does to support the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Thank you very much. And Stacy is... is Okay, you go on, John. I'm dying here. Uh, Tennessee is going to kick a field goal to win this game it, it'll a 40 yard field goal we just missed no they're on the 23 well yeah yeah we they're just, not gonna uh, make it yeah, that's we too just, far we just missed a 50 yard field goal and they're about to oh, for a uh, 40 or 41 yard field goal oh god <laughs> well it could be meanwhile uh on the interwebs during the past <laughs> week uh i woke up to finding uh on the 11th, uh, a, 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 a tweet from Tulsi Gabbard saying, mm-hmm. uh, I'm leaving the Democratic Party. And uh, there's a now a Tulsi Gabbard show thing on the on YouTube. And I clicked mm-hmm. and watched it. And she describes why she's no longer a Democrat. But she mm-hmm. doesn't say what her new affiliation might be. So she's still a, a, what then is an independent. I recommend that you watch it. Um mm-hmm. 
I've been expecting uh, her to do this ever since Biden got the Democrats nomination in 2020. Uh, yeah. The difference, but the reason I refer to her as one of the last sane Democrats is she reminds me of the people I used to be dealing with on the other side of political uh, 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 agreements and disagreements for me. We were both trying to accomplish the same things, like get good educations for our kids or uh, 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 things like that. But we would have different ways of doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. And sh the difference between uh, Gabbard and the people who are running the show in the Democrats now is not that we uh, both want good educations for our kids, ex for mm -hmm. example, but what we think good education is in the first There's place. There's a bit of a fundamental disconnect there, isn't there? <laughs> yes. And so that's the reason why I, I refer to her as the uh, last saying uh, one of the last saying Democrats and she isn't anymore. And it was interesting how quickly she was pounced on by all <laughs> the usual suspects. But, um, but the left still can't meme. <laughs> well, on the other hand, at justice through music project, uh, website, Kimberlin's operation, uh, that very night I found, a thing, uh, a post, Russia asset, Russian asset and Putin favorite Tulsi leaves the Democratic Party. And it's they've uh, taken her uh, face and put it on the uniform of uh, one of the famous World War II uh, female snipers mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the Red Army. And mm -hmm. uh, it says Tulsi Democrats joins Federation. Uh, Putin says, welcome back. You know, it's. What do you well, first of all, you got to consider the source. But the thing mm. is, is it's not so far out of line with what some of the mainstream Democrats were really doing with this story. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, you may disagree uh, with uh, her, but at least she is honest and straightforward about, uh, for the most part, where she is. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I see her. I, I see her positions uh, change as the facts on the ground change. She, she strikes me um, as one of the, like I said, saner politicians that the Democrats had. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, Stacy should put his telephone down because it has nothing to do with the next story and uh, talk to us about uh, how the election is going in Ohio. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Stacy, come on! Fathomless misery. Fifty-two to forty-nine. Fathomless misery. <laughs> My brother just said he's going to get drunk. <laughs> oh, so, uh, come on! Uh, uh, I tell you what, it's uh, well. There are many things that could be said about this untimely disaster. Not only that, <laughs> which is absolutely double plus. Yeah. Well, okay. What what am I supposed to be talking about here? I'm Ohio sorry. Tim Ryan. They're not, not stupid. Ah, yes. Ohio voters are not stupid. The no. polls are mostly <laughs> bullshit. And mm -hmm. Tim Ryan is losing. This is my headline. It was a, a very popular headline, I should mm -hmm. add. Uh, there was a debate Monday in the Ohio Senate race which isn't really a race because Democrat 
Tim Ryan is going to lose badly. The only suspense is the exact size of J.D. Vance's winning margin. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, the polls, okay, everybody is looking at the polls and thinking this mm -hmm. is going to be close. No. Well, I uh, recount some of the history of polling in Ohio. Um, <laughs> is that... Um, is that going into uh, election day 2016, uh, <laughs> the Sunday before election day, the Columbus Dispatch published a poll that showed Hillary leading 48 to 47. She lost by eight points to Donald Trump. Okay, so they were mm -hmm. nine points off. And uh, there were other polls that had it even worse. Okay, so... Those same polling companies, okay, are back at it again this year and, and trying to portray this uh, Senate race as uh, something close, and it's not. Ah. It's never been. My wife's family is uh, lives in Ohio, and uh, I, I happened before um, Election Day 2020, uh, just a couple of weeks before Election Day 2020, I happened to be in Morrow County, uh, Ohio, and you, you could, couldn't could find a Biden sign in Morrow County, Ohio. And I mean, these, uh, it, I mean, it's one of the most Republican counties in the state. But the thing is, as you drove down the highways, you didn't see any signs for Biden. Okay. And, and so, so trying to reconcile that with the polls I was seeing, but in the past two elections, uh, Ohio has gone Republican by eight points. Okay. So the chance of uh, Vance l l winning by less than eight points is pretty effing small. Okay. Uh, Republicans are a lot more motivated to vote uh, than Democrats this year. And, um, and during the debate, uh, Ryan is, is manifestly looking desperate. Uh, yes. Uh, he, he was sweating visibly. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's going to lose and lose badly. And, and, uh, as I said in a, a post, and I think we'll get to this later, the, the important thing is, is to keep calm and vote Republican. Correct. Or if uh, things don't go that way, just keep calm and carry. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Always. Anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I folks, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm uh, currently in mourning over the uh, well, defeat be, of Alabama. Could be worse. It's all right. You know, uh, it's not all right. It's never going to be all right. We're doomed to beyond all hope of redemption. Oh, You're as bad as some of the Generation Z types that I've wound up dealing with. Um, which reminds me, uh, uh, the next car I buy, I, I'm thinking about a manual transmission just as an anti-theft device. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's interesting how poorly Generation Z understands the the real world. <sighs> um, I had a post uh, called Don't Know Much um, uh, Anatomy. 
And uh, the story uh, begins with a, a piece at the Daily Mail online claiming that the use of the thumbs up emoji is uh, by us boomer geezers is seen as hurtful by the members of generations. Oh, the poor babies. Well, well, now, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, on my phone, okay, uh, automatic responses, right? Yeah. Okay, is, is that it, when you see a notification that you've got a message, uh, it, it mm -hmm. will show you three or four automated responses that if you're not going <laughs> to, you know, that if you, all you, and all you, and the thumbs up is one of them. Okay, just uh -huh. saying. Okay, got you. Read it to let them know that you've seen their message. Right, but again, my uh -huh. whole reaction to this idea is really, uh, or is it just <laughs> that some twenty-four-year-old bozo on Reddit uh, can't tell the difference between a thumb <laughs> and a middle finger? <laughs> Um, you know, um, emotionally, they probably can't. I'm, I'm sorry. It's sad. Well, I, if you read the Daily Mail piece, it, it, what they want you to do, they want some evidence of engagement on your part. Well, you know, they, too bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is that sometimes you're just busy. Or oh, yeah. you don't really have anything to say about what someone has said, so you just hit the thumbs up. Well, even though they're not really emojis, uh, no one hit the thumbs down, but multiple uh, readers hit the, the thumbs up icon mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, uh, as a result of my uh, uh, post. So, uh, okay. You know, so I, I, must, mm -hmm. I must have a bunch of geezers uh, things. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we geezers... Uh, worked on in a diff very different way from what I've seen uh, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren for some of us in, uh, in, in Gen Z, it's, it's we got good at, at the basics of stuff before we, 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 we got into the more advanced stuff. For example, we learned to write before we even got close to a keyboard. Correct. Uh, uh, and some of us actually learned some music before mm -hmm. we started trying to perform, uh, you know, oh, perform Lord. it. So, oh, uh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I had a post this, this week. We have this wonderful post. That okay. was, I really, okay, before Stacy gets, gets started, um, again, Stacy, we've had this sort of conversation in the past, and all I can tell you is, Whenever you write an essay like this, I just do this. I just do the little bowing motion because, yes. Um, if anybody ever asks me why I really, really like you, it's because of this kind of writing. It's just really great. But you do an excellent job in this post of, yes. of, of talking about the craftsmanship that a pair of songwriters have brought to their art for 50 some odd years. Yeah, the name of the years. post is who put the bump. Uh, and, and, and if you're not of a certain age, uh, I, I, if you're, if you're not as old as John, I'll put it to you that way. How about that? Uh, or if you're not like John who sung acapella doo-wop. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, in 1961, there was a, a top 10 hit called Who Put the Bump 
in the bomb, bomb, bomb. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and that, that came up uh, while I, because I watched a commercial for Volkswagen. Okay, I was watching the foot. I had my TV on football, and I would, I think I was sitting at my computer. But anyways, during the football game, this um, uh, commercial came on for uh, Volkswagen, and the soundtrack of it uh, was a song called "Make Your Own Kind of Music, Sing Your Sing Own, your special, own song. special Song." Make your own kind of music, even if nobody else sings along. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, 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 um, and, and it's what the song is really, it's a, it's a trib, it's an ode to individualism, uh, with a lot of, uh, uh, hippy dippy stuff from the sixties about hangups and doing your thing. Uh, but I I always liked the 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 upbeat message of that song, and I and I as a, a student of music, I appreciated mm -hmm. the emphatic triplets in the last mm -hmm. line of the chorus, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's a down 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 down. Anyways, and so so uh, so anyways, I discovered mm -hmm. that this song. Make Your Own Kind of Music was co-written by mm -hmm. the same guy who wrote Who Put the Bump in the Bump, a Bump, a Bump, Who Put the Ram in the ram -a lam -a ding dong Who Put the Bop in the Bop, Shoo Bop, Shoo Bop, Who Put the Dip in the Dip, the Dip, the Dip, Who Was That Man? I'd like to shake his hand, he made my baby fall in love with me. Don't give up your day job. Barry Mann was a uh, <laughs> Barry Mann uh, was a a much better singer. Is a probably oh, yes. still is a better singer than me. And of course, uh, he was half of the songwriting team. Mm -hmm. uh, that he that was his only hit. By the way, he decided mm -hmm. to focus on his songwriting uh, rather than live performance. And mm -hmm. he married. Um, uh, Cynthia Weil, mm -hmm. and there is a um, right now there is a song, a show on Broadway about the uh, Tin Pan Alley, and it's focused mm -hmm. on Carol King. But uh, Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil are characters mm -hmm. in that play, okay? Because mm -hmm. there was a kind of a competition between Carol King and her husband Bernie Gothen. They were a songwriting mm -hmm. team. And Cynthia Mann and uh, uh, Cynthia Weil and Barry Mann were a team, mm -hmm. okay? And so they were rival teams of songwriters <laughs> in the, what was known as the Brill Building. Yeah, and, and that, that was a, a center of the music industry, the <coughs> songwriting part of it, in the same yes. way that 16th and 17th Avenue uh, South were uh, centers of the same activity. In Nashville. In Nashville. Uh, and you have, but you have... Uh, songs that are coming out of this particular team and if you you mm -hmm. analyze them and there's a you've got a link to one of rick Piotta's analyses of one of these in, in your yes. post but i mean songs like you've lost that loving feeling i mean you know mm -hmm. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I go through all the things that are connected by this. And if you know the song, you've lost that loving feeling. It it's featured prominently mm-hmm. in the movie Top Gun. They also wrote a hit for Dolly Parton. They did indeed. Uh, and and the song just once. Uh, it, I mean, that you want to talk about a heartbreaker of a song. But but, the, mm-hmm. but the getting down to where the craftsmanship part of this. I mean, those are you know those are very, for the most part, simple songs. And then it, you have this piece that uh, Rick Beato has analyzed, <laughs> and it is an incredibly <laughs> complex thing. And it. it, it, it I, I've actually- Rick Beato, who went to conservatory, okay, got a master's uh-huh. degree in jazz from a from the uh, New England Music Conservatory, uh, mm-hmm. and actually taught music theory. Okay, this and, had, but has also been a successful pop record producer, producer mm-hmm. yeah, rock producer. And his analysis of this thing, you know, I mean, you go through it, and it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Those are those are some of the most amazing chord changes. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. absolute, but in the end, they wind up making absolute sense. And this is an example of what I mean yes. about craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I when yeah. I was uh, trying to make it in the music biz, um, uh, you, I, I read books, and it was what's called song craft. Okay, mm-hmm. there there is a, a way to write a song, and. And the chord changes, and and you mentioned this one YouTube video that I've got embedded, and it's got, I don't know how many millions of of, of, uh, views it's gotten, but Rick Beato talks about the most Mm -hmm. complex pop song ever, and he Mm -hmm. talks about his experience playing a gig and trying to learn it on the guitar. <laughs> and, and trying to learn it on the guitar. Oh, the and the chord changes are insane. I mean, I they mean are. it's like, holy cow, who wrote this thing? Okay. Well, it was Barry Mann. And Cynthia Weil. Well, well, she wrote the words, yeah, yes. He, he, yes. He, this is something he tried to learn 30 years ago. Right. And he still has to ha- uh, see the chords written down in front of him to get it. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, right. It is- well, I'm here to tell you that when your guitarist and bassist get lost on that piece, you're going to be all over the place vocally because the key change, you've got to, you've got to stick with the key changes. Well, you know, like, help. <laughs> I didn't mention this in the blog post, but if you go back and listen to who put the bomb, okay. Yeah. It's even though what if what it is, it's making fun of the the doo-wop it's lyrics fun. of the of the age. Okay, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a it's sort of the a only, novelty song. But the, the only thing he missed was Duke of Earl. If you listen to yeah. that last two bars of mm-hmm. the of the chorus of that song, where he goes, "Who was that man? I'd right. like to shake it." That's a pretty uh, subtle melody line there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and I don't know what the chord changes are, but it sh- seems to shift to a minor, probably a second or sixth chord there, um, uh-huh. right there. And and it's not what you would expect. It's not the simple no. old three chords. No, and, it's not one, four, five, four. Right, no. and right. It's not a, the thing, it's a two instead of a six, because the, 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 yes. the, the other card, it's, it's the six minor chord, it's the fourth chord. 
Right. Right. Or, or five seven. <laughs> well, okay, is, is we're that, boring people. We're boring okay, people because okay, music we're theory ain't music. fun. But, but, but the thing is, it's, it's interesting to see how this wound up being a wonderful husband and wife team because mm -hmm. it's been my experience. And they're still together. Yeah, well, it's been my experience that there have been some, uh, one of the, one of the, one of my favorite groups of uh, families that I was uh, knew in Nashville were the Bryant families. And Felice and Boodle Bryant's right. kids mm -hmm. went, were, went to high school with me. But Dane was in mm -hmm. my class and Dell, his brother, who wound up running BMI, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was a year behind me. And Felice and Boodle, I mean, they wrote songs like Rocky Top, uh, but, but they mm -hmm. wrote all the Everly, almost all the Everly Brothers hits. Right, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, and to 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 see how they work together was just amazing. Yes, well, you know what's interesting, uh, and I mentioned uh, Gotham King uh, and Man mm -hmm. Wild. But the thing is, is that in the uh, Gotham King team, she wrote the music and he wrote the words. Yeah, where it's the other way around with Man and Wild. Yes, and. Um, and but but uh, but you you you've got to give it up uh, for those chord changes. And I also mentioned oh, yeah. in there uh, the the song from An American Tale, uh, yes, which uh, which won two Grammys. Uh, so they had two number one hits, uh, a number two hit, a number four hit, a number seven hit, um, and won multiple Grammys. Uh, they're in the <laughs> Uh, songwriters Hall of Fame, uh, you know all the honors that a songwriter that songwriters can get, they've gotten mm -hmm. them, and um, and so they are. You know, uh, this is you know, but nowadays that that kind of thing, as you say, it's just not appreciated. And and yeah, I mean, kids uh, kids aren't learning those musical skills, right? Oh heck, no. Uh, on the other hand, when I was in school in Nashville, you know, you had to learn to uh, read. You had to be able to read music to get out of the fourth grade. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember taking uh, music appreciation in the fourth grade. Yeah, but, but I, we had, we, no, we were playing the little plastic flute thing. Oh, the the uh, uh, recorder. Uh, Recorders. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Well, actually it was uh, it was something other than a recorder, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was hot cross buns. Uh, oh, not 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 hot cross buns. Spicy pumpkins. Okay, go ahead. Spice spicy pumpkins. I saw this. Uh, so uh, a link to this, um, and it actually was the Fox affiliate in Seattle. Office. That is so weird. Had a story headline: Border officers in Texas find liquid meth in condoms hidden in pumpkins. Right. <sighs> Now and, those uh, those are some spicy pumpkins. Yes, that, that was great. But it, I mean, you know, it was like, wouldn't it be easier to bring meth across the border someplace other than a port of entry? I mean, every the, you would get lost on the shuffle <laughs> of what's go, going on at the border now. So this is almost <laughs> a dumb crook story. But uh, actually, rather than dumb crooks, let's talk about crazy people who are dangerous. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that brings us to the story uh, with the headline, Climate Change is a da Dangerous Cult, about Madeline mm -hmm. Maddie Budd, a 21-year-old English woman who dropped out of medical school to become a radical environmental activist. 
she has been arrested several times for her activism. Last September, she was arrested in London while engaging in a protest with the Extinction Rebellion group. In March, she was arrested for running onto the field at a soccer game uh, where she intended to glue her hands to the goalpost. In Uh. April... She was arrested on three separate occasions for taking part in direct action protests by a group called Just Stop Oil. But uh. now, but now, it, 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 her latest crime has, has shocked the world, and her family uh. is 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 horrified. She poured human excrement uh. over a memorial. To pandemic hero Captain Sir Tom Moore. Now, folks, I, I just briefly interrupt to tell you that Tom uh, Moore was a 99-year-old World War II veteran who, when the pandemic broke out, uh, started an online fundraiser to to raise money for Britain's National Health Service to deal with the pandemic. And mm-hmm. now she's pouring human excrement, which is not a very safe thing to be handling. I mean, it's, not at all. It, it's somewhat better than uh, tomato soup on Van Gogh paintings. But oh, it's still- I those young ladies, you know what? I would have cut off their hands to. Anyways, them. well, well, Maddie, just Bud, to get their little uh, brains. Uh, the 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 um, Tom Moore was knighted knighted by Queen Elizabeth last year, okay? that And then he died uh, not mm-hmm. long thereafter. But he, he was Sir Tom Moore, okay? And everybody mm-hmm. loved him. And she poured human excrement on it as a protest. And her father uh, told the Daily Mail uh, that he was ashamed of her and sick with shock. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he said... Um, She's done something horrible. And by the way, she's uh, not going to be uh, released on uh, bail. They're actually Good. keeping her in jail. Well, I mean, that's because Good. what she did is actually dangerous. I mean, that's, you know, that's... That's, the, aside from being public, disgusting. It's public and, and some, spreading infections and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It, 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 anyways, it, and, but, uh, but yeah, this is what happens when people uh, uh, join the climate change cult. Uh-huh. Uh, is that it drives them crazy if they weren't already crazy. And as we know... Crazy people are dangerous. Crazy people are dangerous. dangerous. Hey, folks, uh, I hear that boogie-woogie piano in the background that tells me uh, that we're nearing the end of the uh, other podcast. And so uh, we will be back with you next Saturday night, 7 o'clock. See you then, Stacey. Uh Yeah, yeah, 7 o'clock Saturday night. And uh, thank you for joining us, Diana. Good night, Diana. Anytime. All right, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Good night. Well, now that's all.
Mr. Breeze. <laughs>